Welcome to the Ascension Podcast. My name is Camille and I'm a life and business coach. This podcast is focused on personal development, spirituality, and creating the life we want. Thank you all so much for being here and tuning in. I've got a special guest on today. His name is Mithak Ahmed, and he's the founder of Digcom. <laughs> From our conversations before this, he's you know got some really impactful plans in the world, and I can't wait to share some more of his journey and what he's been learning along the way. Thank you so much for being here, man. No worries, no worries. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure too. <laughs> so for those of the people listening who haven't come across you so far, um, could you tell mm -hmm. us a bit more of like where you come from and what you're really working on right now? Yeah, sure. Um, so what do you want like the full story of the past? Cause it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever feels natural. Sure. Um, I initially grew up in care, um, uh, from about age of seven. Um, I've been working with my social workers as well. Um, I've got introduced to a lot of CEOs and businesses as well. Um, but throughout my life, I've always been um, on the move. So completely from different houses to different places. And a lot of the time I've been mostly on my own. I mean, I would say, and I had to learn a lot of things by myself. Um, but I've, I've always had that mindset where I wanted to do things a bit more differently than other people. Um, do things completely um, in a different space. Um, always develop myself. I always had that mentality of being a leader. And I guess over the years, I've become more of a leader, um, just more learning more about the world and how it works. Um, and I've always wanted to go down that path of being successful and having my own, own business and introducing a lot of more inventions in the future that will change the, the world completely. Um, so I think I was in school still, um, in year 10. So I was about 15, I think, at the time. And I got introduced to a program called Arrival Education, where it's like a successful life program. Um, it's a four-year self-development program. Um, and in that program, you meet a lot of successful CEOs, um, business professionals around the whole UK, and mainly in London. So a lot, I met a lot of CEOs, um, people from Investec, the Queen's Bank, um, Endemol. I did a lot of workshops with them, had a lot of mentors. Um, so I've always been in that space of um, growing a business, um, doing more, more for the community um, and stuff. And especially because I come from that background of being in care and not having any support. Um, I've, it kind of taught me to, to make more of what I have and give back to the community um, mainly and um, just give people what I never had the chance of getting myself. So give the support to people myself. I started writing my first book when I was 13. Um, and that book follows every stage of my life. So 13, 14, 15, 16, all the way up until I think about 20 is that's when I published it. Um, so it follows everything. So it's got all my experiences, everything that I've learned, what life has taught me, um, what I could give back to anyone and mainly if someone was reading that book what they could take from it um and it's just like, it's like a journey that you get to see how i developed from the old me to the new me and it's like you're reading me becoming the new me which is kind of weird but <laughs> it's it's like the whole chapter's there every chapter 
um, which just shows everything from me being homeless to going to youth centers to to my social workers to mentors to doing talks on stage to launching my own business um, everything's just the way it just plans out and I think the things that have happened to me in the past especially in my childhood have made me who I am today and for those reasons it's gotten me onto that path and I believe that whatever you're going through at the moment as well is there's a reason for it and it's, it's to bring you onto a destination that you might not even think of it yet you might think that I'm going to somewhere else but you end up somewhere else it's quite weird but um yeah so as I launched my business I think three four years now it's been um since then I've been doing a lot of work with companies just developing the the um the businesses around London just helping them develop more more better brands because I really just want to improve the business world as well as one of my personal goals um is to one of my big goals is to buy an island one day um so I can build like love houses for for the poor and needy that don't have a chance to go and live there um it's just one of my one of my goals and the other ones are just to create a lot of um more tech more inventions that will just push the push the society forward a bit more and also just change the education system a bit improve it i mean but yeah i don't know there's a lot more but so i can say to you on top of my head yeah i can see why you said there was a lot there <laughs> but um man that's that's really inspiring that the journey you've been on so far and it's interesting you say that um you know you're growing up in care because my mom's actually a social worker and i um just as i grew up i kind of got just the smallest insight here and there of um what kind of what happens when kids go through care and things like that so i'm really curious to know like based on your experience growing up in care like how did that mold you because you would think or assume correct me if i'm wrong that it can be hard to be leaders in your own life um when you go through that kind of experience growing up you know so mm -hmm. how did that shape you into moving to where you've gone to now um well first of all it was mostly my foster parents they played a big role into it afterwards but when i first started um they didn't want to take me to social care itself um and it was a lot of back and forth and then they finally decided to take me um but a lot of the time he, i kind of realized that i'm basically by myself um i don't have no support no one else to help me so most of the things that i do is all down to me um and when i went to like a lot of the youth centers and i started speaking to my social worker and i and i seen the other young people that are in care as well most of them just sit at home do nothing um i mean just because they i don't know they're going through a lot so it's really hard when you're going through so much your mental health is at risk um your physical health is at risk um you feel like you know you you feel abandoned you don't feel like anyone can help you you don't trust anyone so a lot of the time because of those reasons you feel very depressed and you just want to stay at home and do nothing and i kind of saw that around me because all the young people that are around me were going through the same issues but i never realized this before before i came into care that there are actual people like this that there were young people that are homeless that need that need homes that have been kicked out of their houses that you know are going through a lot of things um until i really went into that that space and they they're, they're normal people you wouldn't know you could be standing next to them on the train and you don't know this is someone's going through these kind of things um but it opened my eyes to understand that 
um, there's a lot of people going through some stuff that, you know, puts them back, like it stops them from doing things that they want to do. And I kind of told myself that I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person that sits at home and just, you know, just depressed and everything. I wanted to just push myself and do more um, with what I have. And it kind of just t- told me that I'm by myself. I need to do things that I need to do. So I need to learn how to cook. I need to learn how to take care of myself. I was too worried about, um, you know, on other people. And I soon learned that I need to first take care of myself and focus on myself. Um, but a lot of the time, we, the care system at that time, when I was in the care system, it's gone much better now. But when I was in the system before, it was there's a lot of less lack of support that you get from the government and from the care system itself. Um, I luckily had a good social worker. But before I, I met him, I had a few of social workers that I wasn't really happy with. Um, and they were very rude and everything. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of flaws in the system at that time. And um, young people wasn't getting that much support. Um, they wasn't being heard. Um, we were always told that, you know, we're, we're in a we're priority right now because the government is looking after us. But we've always felt like things wasn't happening for us in the way that we wanted to. Um, so, I mean, now it's changed a lot. I mean, since then, I think we are getting a lot of support now. A lot of young people are getting supported um, into housing, into education, into work. Um, so is that in that aspect, it's, gone, it's improved a lot. Um, but when I met my social worker, he's always been there for me every, every time. Every month we used to have meetings. He used to check on me, how the progress is. I ended up doing a workshop with the kids in, in care where I just came up with my own self-development program kind of thing, like a mini workshop. And I would go every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to about 12 p.m. And I would run the workshop with these kids and I would talk about things that, that they, they are currently feeling and they don't have anyone else to talk to about it. And I mean, you can talk to a social worker, but if that social worker hasn't gone through that, it's very hard for them to relate to it and truly understand what you've gone through. So when I came in and I, I did those workshops, they really understood it because they knew exactly where I was coming from and I've been through it too. So it was more like they could get things off their chest, but more easier, a bit more clarity was, was there once we established where you want to be in life, what you want to do. And they felt like they had more of a sense of a purpose to you know, do things with their life and even with the current circumstances that they are having right now. So, I mean, that really helped, but it really pushed me, being in care really pushed me to focus on myself to develop my, who I am. It made me much stronger. Um, I, had, I had a lot of my friends, they were just partying or they were doing other things just normally, which, I mean, I don't blame them. I, you know, every teenager at that time would do that because they're not in a position like me. I mean, if I had my parents and stuff, I would be doing the same. I mean, they wouldn't, I wouldn't have to be worried about anything. Like, you know, what am I going to eat tonight? Am I going to be starving tonight? Or how am I sleeping tonight? You know, I don't have to worry about those things if I did have my parents. But it's different for us because we have to worry about those things. It's like we have to mature way before then we need to. And we, I feel like we really miss out on that time where we need to be kids and enjoy ourselves. We really miss out on those things. And we have to mature more up, like quicker, much quicker. So, yeah, I had to just push myself really further. And, 
yeah, now I've just, I've just, yeah, this is, this is where I am now. <laughs> Sounds, uh, I, was, I was actually about to ask you, um, why did you start writing a book at the age of 13, right? Because it's not usually a time when you think about doing like that. But then as you were like sharing more of your story, it seems like you became more independent at a really young age and you, yeah, you just became a lot more like self um, sufficient, reliant, and that maybe had something to do with it. But yeah, tell me like what, where did the, the book writing come into it? Like why? Um, I was going through a lot at the time and I couldn't really express uh, myself properly at the time. I was still learning how to do that. And the best way I could have done it was to either write poetry or to just put it down in writing. So I started just writing from every, every day. I used to stay in just one room um, where it was just a, bre- a bed, a little fridge, cupboard, um, and that was it. I used to live in the room and I used to have my desk there. I remember still. And um, every night I'll I'll get up and start writing. Um, when I'm going through a moment, I'll I'll get up and start writing, writing things about how I'm feeling, what I'm what I'm going through, um, experience. I'll I'll and if I can't do that, find it hard to do that. I'll write a poetry. I write a poem about it. So my book has a mixture of poetry, as you'd see, along with. The story and the chapter too so in between the chapters and stuff you'll see there's like a page or two about a, a poem um and yeah it just got me to just write it and i think that made me a bit more more hungry for success um it made me unstoppable so i mean right now i just it's before i could feel like things could go wrong and it would make me give up but right now it's just it's like i expect things to go wrong for me and I can bounce back easily. And I just feel very like unstoppable. I feel motivated all the time. I have so much patience. Um, I know what I need. I know what I want. Um, I know who, which people to stay away from, which people to have in my life, which people to surround myself with. Um, and yeah, I just feel like there's, it's just the start for me right now. It's just, I need to just carry on going. You know, um, I'm sure people who listen to this might be thinking, well, if you come from that place to be in this place where you feel unstoppable, motivated, you're patient with the process, like what shifts, it might be obviously a long kind of story, but like what shifts or key shifts at least had mm-hmm. to happen or what little tweaks here and there happened for you to then make that, let's say paradigm shift from seeing things in the way you were back then to how you are right now. I think one of the main key aspect that, pushed me to that to that to become that person to have that mindset now is um there were some nights i would go sleep starving so i wouldn't have enough money to buy myself a meal and instead of me sleeping or looking at the ceiling or whatever i got up and started writing um so it was like when i started doing that i became into a habit where when things go terribly wrong for me or i'm in the most i'm at the lowest point of life or where anyone could be in the darkest moment, I take that situation and try to do things with it. And the other thing is where I had a lot of people betray me, uh, like my family and stuff like that. So it, it kind of made me realize that who you're, who the real ones are and who's not. Um, and because of that reason, it's given me more of a motivation to do things completely differently um, and just push me even more. So 
because I, th- I feel like I've been hurt a lot. Um, and all these negative emotions that have happened to me and it's put me to the lowest point where there was a time where I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to continue with anything. Like I was just giving up with everything. And I feel like if I carried on like that, I wouldn't be where I am today. But because I made that split um, second of, you know, to make that decision, that choice to get up and do something with this moment, I feel like if I didn't do that, then I would have been in a completely different place today. But because I made that split decision or that choice, if it completely changed me as a person, and there's at times where I don't feel like getting out of bed and I get up in bed and I think to myself, I, I try to take every opportunity I get. Even if this opportunity doesn't work out for me, it's, it's the fact that I got out, got up and then went and done it. I showed up, I was part of the, I was involved. I took part, I learned something, and I came back. And just because I kept doing that, um, I feel like things started to come back to me. So it's like whatever you put out in the universe just comes back to you. And it's just, I just see it now just happening for me. I feel like if I didn't do that at that moment, um, yeah, I wouldn't have that mindset right now. I wouldn't have that. So I think the key aspect is when you feel very down and at the very low lowest point and you feel like, Nothing's going to go your way. You know, everything's going downhill for you. Um, if you are able to change that situation and turn and do something good with it um, and, you know, turn that into a positive and do something good with it, I feel like that would change your mindset completely. And it's like you have to be, you can't always be comfortable. You have to put yourself in an uncomfort, uncomfortable place. You know, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I feel like I, I forced myself to do that. I forced myself to be uncomfortable in certain areas. If I didn't like speaking in public, I'll, be, I'll make sure that I go out and speak in public, you know, go and do talks. Um, so I find myself that whoever I feel comfortable with, I go and do it on purpose. Like I have to do it. I have to improve myself. And I feel like because I, you know, it, the lack of discipline, the patience, discipline, and um, being unstoppable will, ha- will force you to have that mindset but if you don't have those qualities, if you don't, you know, um, you don't, if you don't create those qualities within yourself, um, then I don't, I don't think you, you'll be out of it. But no one has it. No one's born with these qualities. No one's born with so much patience and being unstoppable or being motivated. You have to create these situations for yourself. You have to create these qualities for yourself. You have to force yourself to be unstoppable. You have to discipline yourself. If it was up to me, I'll be gaming all day, watching anime all day, because that's what I love doing. But um, there's at times where I don't do it at all because I'm doing work all the time. There's 24 seven. I'm always doing work, pushing myself more, um, discipline myself. You know, I could be going out having fun with my friends, but I don't because I'm, I'm, I'm at home doing work. So it's discipline is knowing what you want and building a good habit and building these good qualities yourself. You're creating these good qualities, which will change your mindset. You'll create a shift within your mind where you know you have a different perspective of things and how you see people. I agree with a lot. I agree with a lot of what you said, but there was one thing that came up that I didn't agree with, and that's that we're not born unstoppable. Because if you think about it, right, when a baby is born and say it's learning to walk, mm-hmm. I'm sure it falls over plenty of times before it actually gets it right. Yeah. And I'm sure it's seeing adults who are walking really well, and it's like, oh shit, man, 
look at all these adults they're they're walking so good i can't do that i'm just like a, a baby sat here or when it's trying to walk it just keeps falling over it wouldn't it's thinking wouldn't then say man i'm not good enough to walk like i can't mm-hmm. i'm trying but it's not working like i should just give up yeah i mean in, in, in that case in that sense yeah i agree as well yeah but i'm um, it's more like what i mean i don't know i mean that's just more of like because you're a baby you you tend to do that like you you learn how to walk you learn how to eat anyways because just that's just your all right like, so natural even, human. even like um say generally like little kids right they'll be thinking oh one day i'm gonna be like an astronaut or i'm gonna be a superhero i'm gonna do this they they literally think they are like unstoppable like kids have that in them i agree but I then agree. over time we start to buy into stories we start to get into ways of thinking that aren't serving us yeah so it's it's, some... it's, it's what happens within that time so mm-hmm. if you i mean we are as kids we are unstoppable um, i agree with that completely but what what happens down the line is the mm. key thing like where where do you at what point of your life do you lose that or you know you're no longer unstoppable i mean mm. i mean there's there's a lot of, i mean you can argue with like you know you're not born unstoppable you are i mean but it, it all comes down to you end of the day i think um maybe yeah. you are i mean some people are i mean i don't know if i was but um i mean as a kid i was i mean when i was about 6 7 i always thought that i would be someone big one day um and i carried on that you know i lost it at one point and i got it back and i carried on that but it's just more it's more like where do you lose that that part i'd say that we always have it but we just over time stuff gets put on top right mm-hmm. so we're born with the stuff and then over time all this other stuff gets put on top of it and mm-hmm. then we kind of lose sight before we have like my uh, <laughs> my coach used this really good analogy recently where he said when you're driving a car you don't consult the exhaust to say, oh, like, where are we going? You just drive the car, right? The exhaust has nothing to do with where the car is going. The fumes yeah. have nothing to do with where the car is going, right? You would never get out of the car and check with the exhaust and say, oh, should we go here? Should we go here? Yeah. What if all of the thoughts we have is like the exhaust? It's the fumes. The okay. fumes don't dictate the direction of the car the car is going to always go where it's going to go and you're going to choose. The fumes are always going to be there. It doesn't dictate the direction of the car. So our thoughts are similar, right? We don't actually create them. We don't think, I'm going to think of this next. <laughs> I'm going to think of that next. Like, I need to think of this thought next. They're just coming. Like, they're just always going to be coming and going, right? Thoughts. But then when we start to attach them to directions or attach them for meaning or say this is this means that and this means that and let them dictate how we're going to then carry ourselves that's when we start to fall into these ways of thinking that don't serve us because we put all of this stuff on just the fumes going in and out mm-hmm. okay i agree i mean you can't control your thoughts i mean whatever thoughts you get just keep <laughs> coming um but i mean you you can change the direction of it which i agree i mean and that comes down to what you feed your brain every day i mean what are you doing with your your spare time what are you learning you know what how you how you developing your brain so i think that's important as well yeah definitely man so let's say you mentioned all the stuff that helped you before right so is that stuff you still do now like the the writing the the journaling 
is that stuff you sort of implement where you are now? Yeah, but I'm currently writing two other books at the moment. Um, so hopefully I, I should publish that by next year. Um, so yes, I'm still, I'm still doing that. I'm still having got rid of my old habits. I'm still doing it. I plan to write plenty of more books in the future. I'll do a lot of more talks, um, introduce, you know, a new way of education, um, learning new things um, and giving back to the community, you know, helping the people, helping the poor and needy. But yeah, I've always, I've always working on that stuff. So with what you're writing at the moment, could we get some insight into you? Yeah, um, <laughs> I could tell you about one of them. I, I've, I've doing a, I'm doing a business book, um, so more about just the business world, like the branding and the marketing part. Um, so that's one book. The other book is more poetry. So, um, But these poetries are based off real-life stories that I've read or I've come across um, and it's of real life people that are going through mainly children around the world. Um, and I've decided to take their story and point to a poetry version of my own and make a whole book about that too. Wow, man, that sounds really good. I mean, I can see from what you've said so far, you really want to give back, help, serve um, community and children, you know? So like, why is, why is that the, why is that important for you? I feel like what's going on around right now in the world, I think that's definitely needed. Um, it's important for me because I, I feel like there's not enough of it. I feel like um, the reason why I went through it is to be this person to help others as well that have gone through similar situations like me. And it's just something that I've always wanted to do. I've always been interested in changing the world or helping the world, um, especially those that are less unfortunate and stuff. Um, yeah, I've always always been in that space, and every step that I'm taking right now is to help me reach that goal. So yeah, every every step is ending me up there. So yeah, that's my destination. Would you say that um, in a way, because of like your own experiences from the past, that has kind of kind of aligned you to to give back in relation to that? So because of what you experienced, you, you're now taking that with you and help and using that to serve others who may have gone through similar things or, um, and helping them to kind of get to where they, they want to go. Definitely. I'd say, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to just take everything that I've learned, all the knowledge I've got, um, and to give it to someone else. And hopefully that can, that can help someone and give them a new perspective on just on life and how you deal with things. And, hopefully that could help help someone as well i mean look at things differently now so yeah definitely i'm taking everything that i've learned all my experiences um all the struggles um and all my knowledge and passing it on to everyone else it's the reason why i wrote the book so i mean i'm not going to be here forever so i mean i don't know when i'm going to go and leave this place so before i go i want to leave everything that i can that i've learned that can help someone else that reminded me of this <laughs> this question Steve Chandler once said to someone, when are you going to stop living like you're never going to die? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. A, a, lot, a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget um, I think a lot can be taken from what you just said, because for someone who's had a lot of hardship in the past, and I'm sure a lot of people experience past trauma, right? That's, it's just part of what a lot of people go through but then we tend to actually perceive it in like a bad way sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Or see it as something that was like, oh, like this happened to me. But from what you were saying, um, that was like a gift. Yeah. It was like a gift that you were given to give and serve to others. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I feel like in a way it could really be something to be grateful for. Yeah, no, definitely. Because um, I, I, I used to be that person where I said, oh, why is this happening to me? You know, why me? Why am I going through all of this stuff? And I used to always just complain about everything and just, you know, be really down um, for everything that's happening. But um, because I've changed the mindset and the perspectives of how I look at things and how I look at life now, it's changed my point of view completely to where now I'm thankful for everything I've gone through. And if I was to go back and do it again, I wouldn't change anything. It would, I'll keep it the same. Um, I mean, yes, it's hard. I mean, you, the things you go through is hard. And at that moment, it's very hard to deal with it. It's not that easy as we're saying it, but um, but you, you will make it through. I mean, everything that you go through, it's not permanent. It's always temporary. You know, there's always things, things are always going to go bad. I know next week something's going to go wrong for me, but I'm ready for it. When it does come, I'll deal with it and move on. But, um, but to get to that level, to get to that stage, you have to physically and mentally change your, change your mindset, change who you are, how you look at things mainly, and how you treat others. That's, that's what's really important as well. Yeah, man, I, um, I agree. Let me, let me see what you think about this, right? Just got an idea. So, you know how sometimes, um, all right, a past event happens and then someone's carrying that like over time and whatever, years, months, days, whatever it is, and they're experiencing the pain from that past event. I've experienced this for many things in my life. Um, and we think, oh, um, like, I'm not over this. I need to heal from this. Like this, this, um, this past experience is having a massive impact on me. Mm-hmm. But if everything we actually experience is through our thought, right? You can't experience without thought. It's not, it's not actually possible. So if everything we experience is through thought, then what if the past experience we are feeling is actually a memory which is being carried through time from our thoughts. So the past already happened back then, right? It, it happened. But where we are now, well, what is happening is that we're having a thought which has been carried through time from a memory. So really what we're experiencing is our own thoughts, which isn't real, right? It's a thought. But it's just being... Is this making sense? <laughs> no, I, I know what you're, exactly what you're saying. It's, um, I still go through it now. I mean, I think of some of the things I've been through in the past and I still kind of feel like upset about it or hurt about it. And it's something, it's emotions. You can't control it, what you feel, what you can't. I mean, I know you said it's just a thought, but it's that thought that gets turned into an emotion afterwards once you start thinking too much of it. Um, and then it's just it's an emotion that you can't control whether you feel hurt or you know you feel distrusted or whatever it is that you're feeling um, yeah I agree I mean you 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 do look at the past and sometimes you do have those emotions and I think this that's what makes us humans we mm. we can't completely get rid of that element within our 
within our biology or mm. whatever it is um you it, these are things that are always going to be there whether you've had a tra- traumatized past or you've gone through a really bad experience it's always going to be there um and you're always going to have that moment where you sit down and you think about it and it's like oh right kind of still hurts till till this day but it's like you got to ask yourself the questions is have i really accepted what had happened to me um did i really face it did i really deal with the pro- problem um have i really confronted it in the way that it needed to be confronted and most importantly it's out of my control i need to know that that things that happen to me and emotions that i feel is out of my control but i need to just now see what are my next steps what can i do to make myself feel better or is there anything i could do if there's nothing i could do the i need to just move on and do something else. i know it is easier said than done but once i once you start asking yourself these questions it helps a lot that more a lot of the times things that i've been through i ask myself have i accepted that this actually happened like uh, a lot of people that betrayed me uh, you know that are no longer you know i'm speaking to or anything like that like have i accepted that that has that's the reality now like i don't speak to these people anymore i know it hurts i know we could have been good friends we could have you know had a good relationship but it's not in my control if if i don't get along with someone i don't get along with someone and if things break down whether it's a family member or something else it's just like have i accepted that that has happened that's the first step yes i've accepted it now it's what could i do next is what's the healing process to that and if it, if it's if it's if you think like you're not able to fix it even that's out your control if you like i can't fix it it's not in my control then it's then you leave it alone and just say you know what it hurts but it's something i can't get rid of and it's something that i need to now look at the next steps of what i can do to 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 move on with my life and yeah i mean the main thing is just focus on yourself do things that you enjoy and you love and things will come your way things that are meant to happen for you will always happen no one can stop that if something is written for you and it's meant to happen for you it will happen 100% if something is not meant to happen for you it won't happen at all no matter how much you want it <laughs> if if it's if it's if it's a uh, if you love someone and you really want to you know have them as a partner or whatever and if that's not meant for you it's not going to happen for you no matter how much you love love the girl or the man you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's it's the same thing with whatever problems you have like you don't ask for your problems they just they come and you can't control it so it's just knowing that fact accepting what's happened to you and then finding a way to deal with it and move 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 on with it if you can fix it i mean try to fix it if that if you think that will make it better but if you can't it's not in your control you just carry on with your life and move on mm. yeah the um the kind of need or desire for control can I mean trips me up sometimes for sure but mm-hmm. it's um definitely something to to be aware of because as you said we can't control everything yes we can um create what we want but there are some things as you said will just happen and those things can be happening for us especially as you said because they're meant for us right so in a way it's like life happening both through you from how you are being and for you from what you can't control. Mhm. Yep. No, I agree. Yep. I mean, you can look at it in different ways. I mean, everyone has everyone has different ways of dealing with things. Um we all go through the same problems but just different levels of hardships. Um someone could be worse, someone could be less. Um 
but you always try to think that you know it's not just me going through this there's a lot of people out there going through it and if you look at the world right now there's a lot of people who are in a worse situation than you um so you've got to kind of just come to a position where you really look at things if you need to sit down and really just write the list of things that are happening with you and how could it be worse or how could it be better and do that if you need to sit down and look at how the state of the world is right now there's orphans out there there's other kids out there that are going through a lot of things worse maybe worse than you i don't know but it's it's like it humbles you but it also you realize that it's happening to everyone and this is how it is it's just part of who you are it's what makes you human it's what makes you stronger it's what makes you grow so you wouldn't want to get rid of that because it helps you develop yourself and become who you want without pain you wouldn't know how it feels to be happy or good so it's, these are emotions you need you can't just have light and not darkness you need mm. both they both need to coexist um but i mean in terms of control there are certain things you can control as in how you act how you behave what your character is like towards other people and how you let others treat you there's certain there's a certain extent you can control and in certain and even emotions there's some emotions you can control like for example anger you can control some of it and there's some you can't some emotions you can't like you know you're being hurt or heartbroken or someone hurts you and you can't control that it just it will happen to you but then you can control how you deal with it and how you move on from it yeah definitely we're we're, we're emotional human beings that's like one of the best things about this experience right <laughs> Whereas I guess we can sometimes be hard on ourselves for feeling certain emotions, but why treat happiness and sadness any different, right? Mm-hmm. They're both just an emotion. So we wouldn't analyze happiness. So why would we analyze sadness? It's like, as you said, the light and the dark, <laughs> yin yang, however you want to call it, you can't experience one without, I mean, I was getting into like duality now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's both the same thing. It's both um, the same. Like you're always going to be unhappy. You always, there's going to be times where you're unhappy and mm. there's going to be times where you're happy. But I mean, it's not, it's not the fact that you just disregard the two or disregard, disregard one of them, but it's just, you appreciate both of them and you, re- you realize when it's happening to you, you know, it, and then you move on from it. Yeah. So I know you've told me you kind of have an idea of where things are going to go for you, how you want to serve, how you want to impact. So what is that grand vision? Um, so I plan to launch um, quite a few more businesses within the years to come, um, create more innovations, um, which will and then introduce more of like a workshop or a program that can help a lot of the care systems that we have in this country. Um, and then that would eventually lead me to, to a lot of talks, um, launch more books. Um, so my personal branding would be really strong at that point, which then will allow me to have conversations with like the chief of education, et cetera, um, and improve the education system too, as well as, um, doing a lot of things for the, for the younger generations. So where, when they're growing up, they can learn things that I didn't get the chance to learn um, or understand things that I didn't get the chance to learn. Um, especially how the world is today, a lot of the things, people are having different perspectives and stuff. 
but I don't want to get into that. So I'll, I'll come back to what I want to do. Um, so yeah, create more, create more businesses, which will increase my income, my revenue, whatever you want to call it. Um, which then I want to use for the, for the good. Um, so use that to buy an island, um, build, start constructing houses, hospitals and stuff like that on, on the island where you can have a lot of um, the poor and needy or the less unfortunate to come and stay. And it's a place for them to live. Um, eventually I want to have my own orphanage too, um, that I want to completely run it differently from how orphanages are run today. Um, maybe even open up my own school too. So I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of ideas, but these are the steps that will help me get, get to that. And if someone was to give me, a million pounds or billion pounds today i would not take it because i'm skipping i feel like i'm jumping so many steps so it's too soon for those things to happen now but yeah i'll get there eventually hopefully yeah plus um if you were to do the journey yourself right the person you'd become from that growth is the one who's going to bring about that change right it's not just the money so um yeah i'm actually quite passionate about the education system too and how it really could be reformed. So what's your take on it? Like, where do you think there needs to be certain changes? Um, it's, it's more towards the, the real life aspect to it. I feel like the school doesn't really um, showcase the real life, how, how the actual world is um, and how you would be living through the actual world. Um, it, to, a, to a certain extent, it does show it, but feel like it doesn't show the full picture where I was going through a lot of things for example I was going through a lot of things in my past and I was going to school at the same time but what I learned in school and then when I came home and what I was doing it was completely two different things the school wasn't teaching me how I could survive how you know what what I could do especially I don't have parents I don't have no one here I need to take care of myself or things that I need to learn in order, in order to survive on just on planet Earth, forget about the society, just on planet Earth. I didn't learn these things in school. I learned about uh, X equals squared. But when I came home, I was thinking about what, what do I need to eat tonight? Or, you know, how, how do I get rid of this mental health issues I'm going through right now? Um, a lot of the time I got sent to like therapy and psychiatrists and stuff. But it didn't help. It didn't mm. help because they... I mean, they're doing their job, but it's like they ask you questions and then how are you feeling and why are you feeling this way? And, and they tell you how you're feeling and how you should be feeling. And it doesn't help at all because mm. you're in this completely different space. And it, sometimes it's not what you need right now. Like, I get it. I need to be positive and stuff, but I don't need that right now. I need something else right now. You know, how, how can I get out of this situation? And these are certain things that school hasn't to us, or even just the different types of people we have in this world, different types of beliefs we have, who, what makes us different, what makes us unique. Um, these certain things, I feel like it's just become lost in the, in the process. And I, I wanna just really emphasize on those key areas of it, um, especially, for those that don't have a chance for education as well. Um, Cause I mean, there's a lot of talented people out there in the world 
but it's so sad because they don't get the chance to showcase what they want to be because they don't have the chance. They don't have the opportunity to do that. They don't have the chance to go to school and, you know, really showcase what they do. So there's talents out there that are going to waste because of certain situations in life and stuff. So I want to make sure that whoever wants to get education, they don't have to, they know how to do and handle with things that are happening in life and how to just generally deal with life. Wow. That was um, really well said, man. And I really, I completely feel you. I feel the same about it. And for people who, let's say, went through or are going through a, um, a similar experience to you and they were listening to this, what is maybe like one thing that you could say to them to help um, as we kind of wrap this up? Yep. Well, um, there's a lot of things, but I would say one thing is just remember whatever you're going through at the moment right now, um, it's, it's meant to be, you're not, you're not in control. Um, so, you know, don't stress yourself over about that, that, you know, um, why is it happening to me and stuff? Just think of it as everything happens for a reason and the things that you're going through is going to only help you become stronger. It's going to develop you as a person and think about what you love doing, what you're really interested in and think about how you can play a role or how, what you can do with those things to, to make yourself happy, to make yourself better. Um, if you want to start a business, how can you use those, those things that you're interested in? How can you make that into a business? Or if you want to just be happy and content with life, you need to start within yourself. So if you're not happy right now, you need to understand why that is and look at things differently. Um, talk with more people, um, you know, reach out to other people, talk to people that have been through worse situations, um, watch videos if you need to, anything that helps you understand, you know, what people are going through and look at some role models that, you inspire like, you know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela, you know, look at these type of people and how they, how they overcame their struggles and read, read more books, read more stories, educate yourself, gain more knowledge. Um, and if you are going through a lot of things, just understand that it's not permanent, it's temporary. Um, whatever you're going through next week, you'll be a different person. Tomorrow you'll be a different person. Um, and, you know, just work, work on yourself, develop yourself. And always look at the positive. Think how I can make it better. How can I get out of this situation? What's next for me? Awesome. For people that want to get more of an insight into you or contact you or reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, I'm active on LinkedIn. So, uh, um, yeah, just search Metacarmid on LinkedIn. I'll come up. Yeah, and, yeah, send me a message. I'll be happy to talk. Cool. I'll put your link in the description as well so people can find and contact you and as usual for anyone that uh, needs to shoot me a message or check out what I'm sharing I'm on Instagram at the Ascension Coach I'll put the other links um, down below as well um, thank you so much for being here today bro no worries thank you Camille I think what you're doing is great this podcast you're doing is great it's going to help a lot of people so don't stop you carry on doing this and yeah thank you for having me really appreciate it love that man all right. Thanks, everyone.